This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, your host. And alongside me today is Tony Shore, my trusty sidekick. And you know what we're going to do today, folks? We're going to go a little outside the norm and we're going to let Tony choose the show topic today he uh, actually sent me an article just this morning and uh, gave me a few minutes to review tony why don't you tell our listeners what we're going to be talking about today well uh, you know you said i could pick the topic and of course uh, as i am wont to do i completely forgot and so <laughs> so i had to scramble uh but just uh just uh mere moments ago uh there is something to be said for show prep uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of, uh, tear down the curtain for our listeners, you know, pull away the veil as to how the behind the scenes work. Normally, of course, Dan and I spend days planning out, laboring over weeks. the content Sometimes of weeks. the show, yeah. rehearsing. No, we, we don't do any of those things. And I just found this article today, this morning. Um, but it's called undervalued financial advice. And, um, you know, Dan, you've, uh, we'll get into that in a minute, but I, I, I kind of, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to call you out on something. But before we do that, I want to say, uh, I know you've, this is a busy time of the year for you. I know this is when a lot of people want to meet and talk about financial advice. So you've probably been uh, crazy busy. Uh, I know you've been dealing with family in New York and, uh, business. So you're probably, uh, burning, ca- burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. Well, what's interesting is we just completed a few social security maximization seminars. So we're dealing with that. That's always, those are always fun because social security is a pretty um, easy way to ease into retirement planning and using software to help people. But I always get a lot of interest when people show up to those seminars afterward. They say, all right, we got to do this. So, yes, I am busy, but it's a good busy Again, I'd, I'd rather I'm not overwhelmed to a point where I'm frozen. You know, you don't want to get like that. You don't want to be so busy like you, you're running with your head like a chicken with your head cut off. But I'm busy enough where I could still hang out with my family, do the family things and help a lot of people. It's a good time. It's a really good time. Plus, the weather's getting much nicer in Florida. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's a nice time there and it's getting much worse everywhere else. I mean, mm. you and I were recently both in Minnesota. Uh, and right. Minnesota, as I like to say, <laughs> and it snowed yesterday in Minnesota. So oh my and this early in the year and it's freezing. So, 
uh, yeah, Florida, this area is beautiful this time of year, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, uh, let's talk about this article that I sent you because uh, you have said on the show before the, uh, that, you know, all, a lot of financial advisors, you hear them say, you know, hey, just think about it. If you if you go to Starbucks every day or five days a week, you know, that can really add up. Uh, instead of going to Starbucks, drink the coffee at work or at home and take that money and put it in savings and put that money, you know, into your 401k or into a retirement account so you have more to retire on. Well, you know, don't drink lattes or you'll never be able to save for retirement is is something. And you've mentioned this before. Uh, except I think you were actually criticizing it. Like, Hey, you know, (laughs) other, you've said other advisors say this, but really, uh, you need to look at, you don't being penny wise and pound foolish doesn't necessarily help. Yeah, you're right. I do rip that apart because that's usually, Hey, you know, you got to stop the Starbucks or you got to, you know, eat, eat out less and, and bring your lunch to work. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't say that's a bad thing. I just think that using that as the basis for a retirement planning or a savings is just terrible because it, it misses the big picture. And um, I'm looking at this article you sent. And uh, for those that are um, new to the show, Tony and I, we, we kind of go off the cuff a few times. But in this particular case, I'm referencing an article called Undervalued Financial Advice that Tony sent me. This was from September of 2018 by a guy named Ben Carlson. Not to be confused with Ben Carson at the uh, yeah, not Housing Carson, and Urban Development, ben right? Ben Carlson. <laughs> right. A CFA. He's a, yeah. He works for Ritholtz Wealth Management, which is a competitor of mine. But, you know, we're all we're all working toward the same goal. And and you're right. I was looking at this thing that you sent, and I think he's got a, he's on point with me. We agree. Him That's and I true. agree. Yeah. Right? And I'm looking at the, one of the first things he says is, you should make your own toothpaste to save money. But he's making fun of the, that. But you because know. <laughs> people, advisors have said these types of things, right? And, right, uh, yeah. and even you know, even the the people we work with, uh, other advisors, uh, I've seen uh, their scripts uh, for their talking points, and these kind of common sense advice, like don't drink, don't spend as much eating out. That's like, okay, uh, that's like my doctor telling me, hey, you should exercise more. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, um, obviously, if people want to stay out of debt and pay off debt, I think a good way to do it is cut back on some of the stuff, take the money you would spend and put it in there. But number one, do people really do that? They might skip the coffee, but that money is going to get spent somewhere else. Are they really going to set aside that exact amount for something, uh, savings or paying off debt? Uh, That probably doesn't happen in most cases. And they need to look at the big pictures, right? Right. Right. You're right. And, um, and let's go. And he, this, this, in this article, he kind of glosses over and says, you know, enough of that, which is what I say, because yes, it's important, but yeah, you got to look at that big picture. And he gives, let's see, he gives one, four things that, um, are undervalued. And these are really good ones. I, I like it. And it's a little outside the box cause you don't really hear about it, but we, I think we've done shows on all of these. So I think this would be kind of like a good summary. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to say it, Tony. I think you picked a, a good one. I don't, I, do I, can I say that? And oh, I want wow. You to get, thank I you. I don't, I don't want it to go to your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saying that because it agrees. It's something that agrees with what you've said. 
Oh, good. See? Yeah, needle me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm in the echo chamber here. Okay, let's talk about these. So he, he says that the here are four pieces of financial advice that are undervalued. So what I'd like to do, Tony, is talk about each of these four points in order of the article um, and kind of tell you my opinion on it because it, I think I agree mostly with it. And I think that these, if, if, if we're going to talk about just simple four simple pieces of advice for financial advice, I should say. These are good. These are really good starting points. Um, so let's talk about them. The yeah. first one um, is called the allure, avoid the allure of more. And in his article, he references a quote from Ted Danson. You know who Ted Danson is, well, right? Yeah, from Cheers. Right. I think, did he do a Gulliver's Travel movie or a remake? You know, uh, he might was, have in that series he's in now is incredible. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What is? Oh it? my gosh, that series, um, the good, the good place, the good place. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Worth watching? Dan, that's a that's a it's a Mitch, our editor. That's he, he and Sherry. That's his wife. That's one of their favorites. That's a show you can binge watch. It's weird okay. at first the concept. But it's so funny and well written. But yeah, Ted Danson has kind of got a comeback. That's a it's a cult favorite. It's called The Good Place. Yeah, but Ted Danson, of course, you and I know him from Cheers, right? right. Sam and, Malone, and top top five sitcom of all time. So he he said this is from Ted Danson, and I guess he got this from a um, an article that Ted Danson was talking to somebody. He said, sure. "You start getting chunks of money you've never gotten before, and you were quite happy without it." I was, I was quite content with whatever. And then lots of money came my way and I was like, Oh, I don't want to lose this. And I wonder if I can get more. <laughs> See, this is, this is after his success on cheers. Cause, yeah. And I have a, a friend of mine who is a surgeon and he, you know, once he got his student loans paid off and he was making good money, he started telling me, you know, I start getting chunks of Like he even said, it. I start getting like a chunk of money that I don't even know where it's coming from and like and and he had this and him and i had a disagreement about it he's like i said all right we got to invest that we got to we got to do something with that you know you can't just sit on it and he pushed back on me and said Dan, I, you know i don't i don't i never i was fine without it if that thing never showed up my life wouldn't be any different i don't want my life to change as a result of getting this and now he has such an advanced view of life that you know it's even even from me as a third party is, is hard to appreciate, but it's so true. You know, you don't really, there's a limit to what you really need, right? There's an, at some point, the extra money is just not doing anything for you. Now, of course, everyone's like, I want to be there. I wish I was there. I would stop, you know, but like, what's the difference between winning $20 million at the lotto and winning $250 million at Powerball? Like, is there much of a difference? Yeah, there's a huge amount of difference monetarily, but what's it going to do in your life? And, and I guess the first, this first piece of advice is avoid this allure of more. Avoid thinking that you can always get more and get more and get more. I think we've heard, I can't think of a quote offhand, but you've heard stories about people that, you know, they're never happy, that they have all this money in the world, yet they're still, they want more. There's never enough. Like at some point you got to say to yourself, really, what is it all about? And I think that's a very important piece of advice. You can also even say the allure of more. Stop, um, stop keeping up with the Joneses. You know, don't don't think, oh, you gotta you gotta um, to keep up with them. 
and I want more and more. And I think that's, and that's actually his second point. Um, but what do you think about that, Tony, getting more and, and just avoiding this idea of always wanting more. Sure. And it's and, never enough. The problem is, is, you know, my wife and I have looked at our budget and she's like, well, when we lived in Nashville, uh, years ago, we made a lot less than this and we did a lot better. Our, we did a lot better making it each month and now we're making it more. We're making a lot more than we did back then because that was like 18 years ago or 20, 20 years ago or more. And now we make more, uh, but it seems we're, our budget's been tighter. Well, that's because you have kids. <laughs> uh, well, that's, is, that's a big part of it. But still, I mean, even, yeah, even yeah. calculating that in, um, I think when people get more, they spend more. And, and that's yeah. part of the problem. It's like uh, if you have it, a lot of people anyway, I'm not saying everybody, you know, a lot of people lack the discipline. So if they get more, they're just going to spend more and they're just going to end up needing more. And right. so the allure of more is always there for all of us, but uh, you have to watch that. I think that's a good point that the article makes. Right. And even, even Ted Danson, who, who obviously had a huge payday sure. when yeah. he did Cheers, even him said, oh, now I want more. Didn't want it, didn't need yeah. it, got it, and then said, well, if I got that, maybe I can get more. It, so it's just human nature, right? Yeah. You know, so and what, avoid that. Yeah. So what's the second point? Second one, which we did a whole show on, I think, last Thanksgiving. Um, the second point in this article is envy is more expensive than gratitude. Excellent point. Envy is more expensive than gratitude. Um, you know, you think about um, and 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 you think about what we talked about about Thanksgiving, how gratitude actually can can be beneficial to you financially. Being more grateful can actually improve your financial life. We did a whole show on that. If you haven't listened to that, it was right on Thanksgiving, right? Because we talked about being grateful. But the idea is being envious of people, trying to keep up with them. Um, that's going to cost you big time, right? If you're looking at the neighbors saying, oh, what are they? I like that new car. I want that new car. And then the next thing you know, you're buying that new car and you can't afford it. But, you know, that's that's just the way you do it. Whereas being grateful for what you have save you a ton of money and heartache. That's a very important thing that people don't realize. Um, way too many people are worried so much about what others are doing and keeping up with them financially that they put themselves in a worse position and they wind up raising their baseline. So if you say, oh, I need $50,000 a year and then you see someone else doing something and they have 60,000, all right, let me get to 60. And then you've forgotten about the 50. Yeah, now it's, you're a, at 60. it's a rat you race you get caught Right, up and you're constantly going to be raising and raising. It's just very similar to the first one. Next thing you know, you have this lifestyle creep that has taken over you and your higher living standards uh, force you to make more and then you work more and then you make more and you work more. It's just a never-ending cycle. So it's better to be grateful for what you have than to be envious of others. Sure. And so back to the original point, which you said, you know, latte, if, if having a latte in the morning allows you to be grateful for life, then that's worth the expense. Right. right? But if you're having a latte because everyone else is, and you're saying, Oh, I got, I guess I got to do that. I don't even like coffee, you know, but I'm going to drink it because I, you know, then, then you're just keeping up with the Joneses. Right. So sometimes, you know, that morning drink of coffee might, give you a time to reflect on life and be grateful, dude, that's, that's well worth the cost. 
Right. I agree with that. I think that's the best point of the whole thing, to be honest. Um, and I don't know why the article did this, but they, they were talking about, I don't know how exactly it relates, but they were talking about a survey, a recent survey that asked people from around the globe, all things considered, do you think the world is getting better or worse or neither better or worse? And it said just 6% of U.S. respondents thought things are getting better, uh, but only 4% of Germans thought things are getting better. And I thought it was hilarious that (laughs) it's a survey done around the globe. And, of course, this is a U.S.-based article, so they're going to say just 6% of U.S. respondents. But what I I thought hilarious, the poor Germans are singled out. Uh, Only 4% of Germans think things are getting better. Oh, the Germans. well, the Germans, you know, you know, and what's funny is that it's probably like the, the, so we're at six, Germans are at four. And then the, like the next one up is probably, um, another country that's like 50, you know, right. things are getting better. Yeah. We're just so pessimistic. Yeah. You know, this world yeah. is going and yet the U S has the best standard of living in the world. Right? right. You know, it's never enough. Right. Just be grateful for what you have yeah. already. That's the way I look at yeah. it. <laughs> so what's the That's third thing on the, on the list? Okay, so the, we're talking about this article by uh, Ben Carlson called Undervalued Financial Advice. This is from his blog, A Wealth of Common Sense. And the third one he says, which is near and dear to me right now, is time and health matter more than wealth. And in in this little section, he talks about Vanderbilt. Ah, the uh, Vanderbilts. Sure. Yes, he's the Cornelius Vanderbilt's son. (laughs) Right, his son William, far away the richest person in the world because he doubled his inheritance given to him in just six years. But what did that wealth give him? Anxiety. Yep. Yep. You know, and he didn't take care of his. He didn't take care of his body. And in the article, he says he quote the a neighbor. he once said of a neighbor who didn't have as much money. This is a good this is a good little line here. Vanderbilt said, He isn't worth a hundredth part of as much as I am, but he has more of the real pleasures of life than I have. His house is just as comfortable as mine, if it didn't cost so much as mine. His team is about as good as mine. His opera box is next to mine, which is a great line. <laughs> opera yeah. box. His health is better than mine, and he will probably outlive me. And he can trust his friends. Oh. See, like this is this is really deep. Now we're going to take it to the next level. But I think it's important to realize people that work with me, we talk about money. I mean, I'm the financial advisor, so I'm I'm there looking at all right, we're going to run out. What are we going to do about healthcare and so forth? But I'm always looking at longevity and health. And you know, my parents came on the show a year ago or two, maybe I don't even remember now, and they talked about you know, what they did, what their advice was. And they were the first to say, listen, go out and do the traveling early while you're, you're healthy and you can enjoy it and focus some time on, on making sure your, your health is okay. Because what else is more important than that? Right. And, and not just physical health, right? We're talking mental health as well. He said he, you know, well, he can trust his friends building. And we did a show on that. Remember we did a show on um, that study about, you know, what, what makes people happy. Yep. And it wasn't money. It was having close relationships with people, whether family or friends. Yep. So why not take a portion of your money instead of investing it in the stock market or putting it under the pillow or investing in the bank? Why not take a portion of your money and invest in friendships? Because that's going to lead to a happier life in the long run. Yep. But can you imagine 
Can you imagine a financial advisor telling you, let's take this money out of the stock market, I'll stop charging you a fee, and I want you to spend it on taking your, you know, building up your friendships, local friendships here. Go on trips or, you know, have a party or, or you know, invest in your, your niece's uh, college or something, and, and that's gonna give you a better life than, than investing it with me quite an interesting take on things i would say that is an interesting take and uh uh, that would be one honest financial advisor right there and that's that's what's hard to find is someone you can trust who's going to give you that real advice and not just say well uh invest it here and because they're thinking of the fee or the commission and uh, Mm -hmm. but not all financial advisors are bad and uh, oh, right, and right. you do need financial advice and you do need to have money invested and you do need to have retirement investments or a personal pension set up. And yes, financial advisors will make fees, but that's not evil. That Just because they make a fee to help you uh, grow your finances and be prepared for retirement isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that. It's a good thing. And, and thank God we have fiduciaries like yourself who uh, are actually audited to make sure you are looking out for your client's best interest. But the real honest ones that say, hey, you know, uh, it's not all about how much you have, you know, in your accounts. You you know, the true happiness is going to come from health and friendship. So you got to invest in that. I, I really like that point, Dan. I think that's a huge one. Well, being the geek that I am, what I, I think I need to do is really be able to put a a, a number behind it. I'm going to have to monetize, not monetize, but, um, you know, qualify, quantify how much money it takes to build that friendship. You know what I'm saying? It'll be a lot easier for me to recommend spending money on, on building, uh, friendships or close relationships. If I knew, all right, this is the, this is the actual benefit to your health. And maybe that'll never happen because that sounds like a ridiculously difficult thing to measure, but Hey, there might be some research out there. It may not get exactly, but you've got to try to quantify it somewhat because, you need a plan and you, if you're right. putting X amount here and counting on, you know, looking at, okay, this could get us this amount of growth. This is safe money over here and it's going to be there when I retire. But what about this money? I need to spend this money on things that will help my health and happiness uh, right now. So I love yeah. it. I love it. That's great. This is, I can do a whole show. I'm going to do a whole show on that. We'll do that in the future. Yeah. I got to think about it a little bit yeah. more. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Well, I think you and this Ben Carlson, uh, this CFA who wrote this, have a lot in common as far as the way you look at people's finances, obviously. I think it's really yeah. good advice. I'll have to give him a call and talk to him about it. Yeah. Um, and his fourth point, to finish up his little article here, he said there was four pieces of undervalued advice. The fourth one, stay married. Stay married. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I meet a lot of people that are divorced, and that's not, a, you know, I'm not saying... You want to stay in a marriage that's toxic, right? But they'll be the first to tell you that was that was the most expensive decision they ever made was getting that divorce, right? You know, right, right. And the statistics show that you know if you look at the um, just the divorce rates in this country, which are going, you know, which is always higher than normal or higher than you'd like. Fifty-one percent of yeah. marriages, yeah, and in um, divorce. He, he, in this article, he references researchers from Ohio University that found that people who get divorced experience an average drop of wealth of 77%. Oh, ouch. Yeah, that, that wealth starts to decline four years before a divorce. So just staying in a, in a bad marriage to avoid financial ruin is not going to work. 
you know, because right. this happens beforehand. So, and they, and a lot of people that deal in the divorce world suggest that one of the main reasons people get divorced is financial, yep. financial stress or strain. That's yeah, the number one cause. Right. Yep. But let's go back to the first or the, the previous one where I said, you know, the, how you measure happiness and success is through close relationships. So if your close relationship is um, your spouse and you get divorced, well, then that's going to hurt you in the long run. Yeah, it is. However, in that study of um, the happiness where they did it at Harvard University, um, anyone listening wants that, just email me and I'll, I'll be able to get it to you. I'll send you the link. You can watch a video on it. Um, they talked about how it doesn't have to be a spouse that is your close relationship. It could be a, a, a relative uh, that's non-spouse. It could be a friend. Just having those strong personal relationships is very useful. But um, usually the spouse is the, is the number one. So that's why staying married. You know, you, you're not going to stay married just out of statistics. Oh, my God, I hate this marriage. But I'm going to stick around because Dan said I'm going to lose 77% of my wealth. I'll stick it out. You know, you can't. That's not what I'm saying. It's just saying, you know, you want to make sure you... Um, you consider strongly the values of that yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, and and work on it ahead of time before it gets to that point. So I think this has been great, uh, four great points. That's a, a good article, if I do say so myself, that I found for you today, Dan. And, of course, you All right, you, really, you, you really gave it some legs and gave it some life. I just thought it was uh, okay, and then you really made it sing. So uh, you, you wanted me to, to throw in a fifth one and say don't have kids, right? Because this is what well, <laughs> this is the financial from a financial standpoint. Uh, <laughs> see, that's that's where you get that. Actually, makes your earlier point where you know sometimes uh, happiness outweighs how much you have in the bank, and that's what kids are because kids are going to just suck whatever you have in that bank right out. <laughs> uh, but uh, but as you know, uh, it's worth it. Uh, kids are great. It is. Kids are great. So, um, love our kids, right? That's it. Yep. Can't, so, can't, hashtag can't father of the year, Dan Wendell. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that, we're out of time. It just flew by. Why don't you let our listeners know before we go how they can get a hold of you? Yeah. If you're interested in talking more about this, talking about how maybe this, you know, the common financial things or don't drink your latte, you know, save, save money by bringing your own lunch. If you're starting to realize, you know, those things, those are nice, but they're not really going to make me in the long run, the big picture. It's not going to work. I need some big picture advice. Come give me a call. You can come to my office. We can chat over a latte. I actually don't have lattes at the office. <laughs> You'll meet, you're willing to meet them at a Starbucks, though, right? I'll buy you a coffee, right? <laughs> or some other local, you know. That's right. That's uh, local right. Local but make, expensive got a, coffee place. Yeah. I got little little Keurig pods in my office we can use. But in uh, if you want to meet, we're right off of US 19, and I'll be happy to meet with you. I can come to your house, too, or we can go to a coffee shop of your choice. But the easiest way to do that is either just go to, you know, you're on. you can watch this podcast, subscribe to that. You can go to YouTube and connect with me that way. Or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com, the website, connect. That's going to be brand new now. It's brand new. And um, the, But again, the easiest way, just pick up the phone. Give me a call. I'll give you two numbers. We got the 888-508-5935. That's our main number. But you can also call our local number here, 727-223-8454. Thanks for sending that article, Tony. Great show. Um, hopefully I didn't over talk too much. Did you get all the points you wanted? You, or you oh, just yeah. No, you, uh, yep. you more than covered it. I loved it. Excellent. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, be sure to tune in next time as we talk 
about another financial topic. Uh, this time we'll, I'm going to pick the topic. We'll, we'll give Tony one every, uh, every I keep sending you articles from the onion. I wish you'd use one of those. <laughs> All right. We'll do that. We'll do that next time. All right. Well, that does it for today's episode of dolphin financial radio with our amazing host, Dan Wendell and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.